Hello, and welcome to the Choosing Happiness podcast. My name is Caitlin, and I'm the host. And this podcast is filled with interviews of people in my life who are inspirational. They aren't bloggers or Instagram influencers or anything, but they are truly influential and inspiring to me. And this week, I'm able to sit down with one of my dear friends, Madison, and she is a free spirit of all free spirits, and I love her, and I love being able to sit down and talk with her before she leaves off to D.C. for great and wonderful things because she's graduating college in a few days. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. Hello, hello, everyone. This week, I'm sitting down with my dear friend, Madison Dillon. I'll have her introduce herself. Hello. So just introduce myself now. Yeah, That's exciting. Um, I'm Madison. I'm from Casper, Wyoming. I'm a senior at BYU studying public health. Um, I'm graduating next week. My motivation is an all-time low. Um, I'm moving to D.C. in two less than two weeks now. Still bought my plane ticket. Um, that's not relevant. Um, and I can't think of a yeah. What are you studying? What are you going to do? I'm going to be working at an international health organization. So it's like focused in Tanzania. It's like trachoma, which is basically like your corneas get scratched and your eyeballs. Um, and yeah, it's like my dream job. It's like everything I want. And I'm going to live there for a year and then grad school or I don't know. I'll be as surprised as what I do as anyone else be. So that's my plan. You know, I don't think anyone else would be surprised if you end up in, like, Asia or Africa or somewhere crazy. and Or, like, n- Nebraska. Like, I don't really know. <laughs> yeah, I think that will be a surprise. That would surprise me. But, yeah, just, yeah, I don't really know. So it's fun. Awesome. Okay, describe yourself in three words. Ooh, I am definitely mm, extroverted, outgoing, and... Probably, like, a little bit, I would say, methodical. Wow. Deep. <laughs> we are pulling out the big vocab words, everyone. G-R-E. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Okay. Do you have a favorite or most used emoji? Um, Lately, I've gotten too lazy. Like, obviously, the crying face, but, like, lately, I've really been rocking the thumbs up because, like, I'm too lazy to actually text okay. And it just pops up automatically. So I just give everyone the thumbs up all day long. Love it. And then do you have any life mottos or mantras or quotes that you live by or really enjoy? Ooh. So, like, I'm a big Mother Teresa fan. Mother T, as I like to call her. And she said this, like, one thing, and it's, like, always stuck with me. And she said, like, I had a dream and I, like, saw, like, the whole entire world was just, like, full of love and light and joy. And she's like, and then I went out in the world and it was like, like just service. And she's like, then I served and I saw service was joy. And I think that that's something that's like always stuck with me and like the foundation of just like realizing if my life, life isn't happy, that it's probably because I'm not like out serving others. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. I think I've heard of that quote too. Yeah. It's like, I really just butchered it, but whatever. Google it's, it. <laughs> it's okay. We got the gist. Okay, I want to do something a little bit different than I normally do. For some reason, I was like, oh, I wonder if there's any great philosophies about happiness. And then I found one, actually. It's, I don't want to call it a great philosophy, but it's from Socrates, so. It's a good philosophy. Yeah, and I was like, I'll talk about it with Madison. I so, I'm just going to read 
this screenshot of an article that I found. Wisdom. Okay. It says, Socrates believed that only people with self-knowledge could find true happiness. According to Socrates, happiness flows not from physical or external conditions such as bodily pleasures or wealth and power, but from living a deep or living a life that's right for your soul, your deepest good. If you don't know what's good for your soul, then you'll be misled into pursuing happiness based on what's conventional or easy. This is a dead end. If you do know what's good for your soul, then you'll do it naturally, since it's the nature of good to be desired. This is the path of happiness. In other words, Socrates believed that to be happy, you need to know what's good for you. I love that. Dang. Right? I thought of it. I was reading it, and I was like, I think Madison might actually really like this. I love that. No, okay, wait, so I have a thought on that. So, like, it's really interesting. I have been, like, thinking, honestly, like, a lot on those, like, same vibes is, like, I I just got done reading Crazy, what is it? China Rich Girlfriend, which is, like, the sequel to Crazy Rich Asian. Okay. Um, two thumbs up. But, in like, in it, it, there was, like, this quote, I can't remember who it was from, and they were, like, if you want to know what God thinks about money, look at the people he gives it to. Um, <laughs> I thought that was, like, pretty funny. But at the same time, like, I, like, I don't know, there's always, like, two coins of, like, how people use their money and stuff like that. But, like, how that said, like, that if we're just seeking these, like, worldly wealths or if we're just seeking to do what's, like, conventional, then we'll never find, like, that yeah. happiness. And, like, there was this girl from my hometown and, like, she, like, up and quit her job and, like, she, like, was very open that she had, like, $52,000 in debt and she's 25. Oh, um, my goodness. And is, like, up and quitting her job and, like, moving to Alaska because, like, she just, like, feels like she needs to. And, like... I, I don't know, it just, like, really has had me, like, thinking, like, especially with, like, graduating and everything that's coming up, it's, like, is this, like, really, like, in my life, I guess, like, is that, like, a direction, like, that we should all be moving in? Is it that we're moving in this direction of life where we just check things off the box and, like, we aren't really doing things that make our soul happy? We're just doing things that, like, appease the world and our families. Yeah. Yeah. So how have you been able to find, I guess, that balance between doing what's good for you rather than living a conventional lifestyle yeah because I've kind of done a lot of random little things um and I think that that's been like really good for me is like I I like so I did a yoga teacher training a few years back and I remember I was reading ooh, was I reading the the Tao yeah the Tao the Tao Ting Ching something like that I like just slaughtered an entire religion um it's the Tao is it book yeah Um, Taoism yeah um, and I remember in it, it said that like, we should live our lives like water. Like we don't, we don't ever force ourselves on anything. We just like adapt to like our circumstances and like, we just flow naturally through life. And I think that that's like something that I've seen is like times I've been really, really unhappy have been times like where I've been trying to force it where like, even like for Jerusalem, for example, so I went to Jerusalem with the lovely Caitlin um, and I remember like I'd been, I wanted to go like the year before we went mm-hmm. and I was just like doing everything and it just felt like I was like really forcing and I was like working against where I was going. Mm-hmm. And then I just decided to withdraw my application and everything. And then like literally like a few weeks before we went to Jerusalem, I felt prompted to like apply and I like, they had everyone drop out the day before and I got in like right away. And I think like that that's something like really that I always like come back to as like the crux of things is like when I start feeling like overwhelmed in a situation of being like, Oh my gosh, I have so many choices. Like, cause I think that's like my curse in life is I always have like all these really good choices ahead of me, which is like, I'm not complaining about, but like, and God's like, 
do whatever you want. I know. And I'm like, this is not a good idea. It's like, I can't be trusted to make my own decisions. Like, I can barely decide what to eat for dinner. Um, <laughs> and, like, I should not be given this choice. But, like, I feel like in that regard, when I step back and I look, and I look at my life, I'm like, oh, okay, like, where's, like, the path of, like, not least resistance and the fact of, like, being, like, it's easy, but the path where, like, I start progressing in that direction just, like, naturally unfolds. Yeah. Deep. That's great. Okay. Kind of going off of that, how would you define happiness in your life? Like, how do I – do I feel happiness or, like, what's, like – what? I, I don't know, what is happiness to me? Both. Okay, so like if I had to like tell you what happiness feels like, it is me and my chacos, comfy pants, my favorite t-shirt, um, windows down, listening to Gone by J.R. J.R. and going camping. And like, it's beautiful out. Like, windows down. Like, that's just like pure joy to me. Like, and I just like, or like being somewhere and like going to do something new like, listening to Moana, like, how far I'll go, like, those different things, like, I think I really relish, like, I find profound happiness in, like, new things, like, I really love change, like, I've moved a ton, and I, it's something that I just genuinely enjoy, is, like, new, and I think instead of, like, trying to hold on to past things, like, I just find happiness in what I'm moving towards, and I think that's been something that's really, but that's what happiness is to me, is something new. I think that's awesome, because I wouldn't say a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. A lot of people are definitely the opposite. When they look towards the past, and they're like, oh, I was so happy then. And then they're not happy in their present, so I think that's awesome. I don't know. I got, um, I don't know, but I still feel like sometimes I look back, like, at really pinnacle times in my life where I haven't been happy where I am. That's something I really need to work on, because I'm really happy looking into the future, but, uh-huh. like, when I where I am, like... I sometimes lose sight of how happy I am there. Yeah. I remember when I was, like, in Jerusalem, we were, like, sitting up there, you know, like, overlooking this beautiful city with so much history. And I remember being like, oh, gosh, I wish I was back in Provo and could, like, go eat at Cubby's. Like, what? <laughs> and I remember, like, God being like, you're never going to be happy where you are. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm okay, so God. grateful to be here. That actually. was rude. <laughs> and I was like, that, that was not nice of me to say. And I think that that's something that's, like, kind of checked me. It's, like, I've been really working on lately is, like, being happy exactly where I am. Yeah. And sometimes I feel like you have to find the balance of looking forward to the future as well as looking back and reflecting on the times that you were happy to be able to, like, connect the dots Mm -hmm. of how you're happy now, if that makes sense. Because, like, if you didn't have that thought, like, I wish I was in Provo right now eating cubbies, then you wouldn't have had the thought as well of God telling you that, like, you need to learn to be happy in the moment. Yeah, for So sure. it's definitely, like, a concoction of all of it. I agree. Like, I think they just build upon each other. So, yeah. yeah. I think it's just, like, a lifelong thing, though, because I remember I was, like, talking to one of my friends who's, like, this, like, very deep, philosophical, philosophical <laughs> person, and she was just, like, I was, like, how am I, like, supposed to, like, live entirely in this moment? Like, what am I not supposed to, like, plan for the future and things yeah. like that? I think that's just, like, a balance. I think that's just, like, a balance. Like, seriously, you have to work for your entire life. Yeah. I was going to say, what did she say? She – it was really wise. Um, I was dating a guy at the time, and she was, like – and I was so unsure. I was, like, I don't know if I want, like, a future with this guy. And she was, like, well, do you want to be with him right now? Mm-hmm. And I was, like, yeah, I want to be with him right now. She's, like, okay, so, like, be with him right now. Like, why are you sitting here ruining exactly where you are by being, like, do I want to be with this person in 45 years? Like – why would wow. you ruin the now by worrying about 45 years? And I was like, I wasn't thinking 45 years. I was thinking like next week, but like 
why would I ruin it by like just trying to control the future, like yeah. by creating this inner tightness by trying to yeah. Wow. So that's something I'm working on. It's not being such a control freak. I love that. That was a very wise thing. I know. She's very wise. <laughs> She's a gem. That's so great. Um, okay. <laughs> what are some of the biggest influences of happiness in your life right now? Ooh, like things in my life that bring me joy. Yeah. That make me so happy. Um, Def's my nephew. Gosh, he is so cute. His is name cute. is Forrest James, and he's perfect. Um, so he brings me a lot of joy. Like, I'm, like, such a creepy aunt. I'm, like, constantly looking at photos of him and showing him to everyone. It's kind of aggressive. Um, a big source of joy is that, like, I really feel like I'm in, like, I just, like, when I transferred to BYU, I, like, decided that I, like, I was, like, a geography major when I transferred here. Like, literally, I don't know why. Um, I really like history, but I think, like, I was, like, okay, like, I want to do international development. And somehow, like, having a degree in geography will help. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Um, and I, like, randomly, like, walked into the LSB. And it was a day before classes started. And I changed to a public health major, um, which was great. And it's, like, perfect for me. But, like, I – that random, like, sense of direction where it's, like, I know I'm doing exactly what I always wanted to do. Like, I have my dream internship. And that, like, brings me so much joy. Yeah. Is like, I cried the other day. I, like, signed my paperwork. And I was, like, on the phone to my boss, and she's, like, are you okay? And I was, like, I'm just so happy. Like, I can't believe I get to do this. It's, like, literally what I wanted to do for ages, and, like, it's just my dream. And so I think that that's brought me a lot of joy is, like, having that direction. And probably the people who bring me the most joy are my friends. I've got really, really solid friends who just, like, light up my life. Yeah. Like you. So <laughs> I'm pretty lucky. That's awesome. Um, Do you think there is a difference between joy and happiness? I do. Oh my word. So this is fun. When I was on my mission, my mission president was like, he like randomly was in our area, came to my apartment and like, I was not in trouble with the record reflect. Um, and the elders were, and he like came by. And so I joined the church when I was 18 and he was like, sister Dylan, do you feel like you have like more joy now than you did before you joined the church? Or are you happier now? And I think he, like, expected me to, be, like, immediately answer him and be like, yes. But I was, like, being the methodical person that I am, was, like, actually, like, I think I have, like, joy now. But I don't think, like, I, like, my happiness is any different, if that yeah. makes sense. Because I think that on the whole, like, I'm a very happy person. Yeah. Like, sure. I'm pretty, like, glass is full. Like, if all my tires blew out and one of them survived, I'd be, like, happy that one lost it. Um, and, like, so I think in that regard, that regardless if I would have, like, joined the church and, like, found this direction in my life that I wanted to move, like, with Jesus, that, like, I would have been happy either way. Yeah. But that, like, the joy that I feel on a daily basis that comes from, like, you know, like, knowing that God loves me and, like, having this sense of direction in my life that, like, I wouldn't have this deep-rooted joy. Because I think that joy persists regardless of happiness. Mm -hmm. Like, that I thought I, – I can think of, like, some really hard times in my life. Um, like when I was joining the church, things weren't really peachy with my family on it. And like, that was really hard. And like my life at the time, like wasn't very happy just because things that were happening in my personal life. But like, I was re like, I had this deep suit, like suited joy because I knew that I was do what I was doing was right in my life, regardless of like things going great. Yeah. No, yeah. I love that. I love that you said you had like a deep rooted sense of joy. I think is what you said. No. 
Anyways, we could rewind it, but <laughs> I'm just gonna say that's what you said. That is what I But no, I love that because I definitely do think that the gospel has brought so many people joy. Yeah. That they didn't necessarily realize that they were missing because, like, you can definitely be a happy person without religion in your life or without any sense of having a higher power in your life, or you can be happy with so many moments, with or without some things, but honestly. The gospel and like, other religions bring such joy to people. I agree. I think that's very, very true. Like, I think that, like, when you look at some of public health leaders, so, like, let me make a plug for public health. Um, Blue Zones, great book, great documentary. What uh, Blue Zones, so, like, documents, like, these different five regions of the world where they have the highest rate of people who live to be 100. And it's insane. So, it's, like... Um, there's, it's like in Japan, there's a place in like Santorini, Greece, there's a place in like Italy, um, and in Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico or Costa Rica, don't quote me on that. And then like Loma Linda, California. Um, I know it's because all they, the Seventh day Adventists all live there and they like have very, very like vegetarian based diets and they're very like active people. Um, but a congruency that they found in all of these were that these people had like some sort of spiritual belonging. And that that contributed to, like, their overall health. Yeah. And I think it does. I think that having a sense of direction in your life, like, obviously gives you better health. Like, you have greater, like, community. You have greater support. You have a greater sense of, like, where you came from, where you're going. Yeah. No, that's true. I like that. That's really cool. I'll have to look into that documentary. Big plug for it. They're cool. We're sponsored by them. Just kidding. So, this is not sponsored. <laughs> we wish. Um, what do you turn to in hard times? Oh, that's a good one. Um, probably like my friends. Like I, I'm definitely like a verbal processor. For me to like process something, I have to like talk it out. Um, and I have a really, really good supportive group of friends. I've been like really blessed in that department. Um, so probably that, and obviously like, like God is a big part of that. But I think that like, when I start to like feel overwhelmed in that regard, I, like when things are just like a mess, like, so like for example, this semester has been kind of a mess for me. Um, I'm a hot, hot mess right now. And like, I've had to go, like I've been going to therapy and I think that that's been something that's been really, really helpful to me. Like, going through a hard time is like verbally processing it all out. Mm -hmm. And like my therapist is like amazing. So like big plug for caps at BYU. Um, he's great. And he's just like really helped me not to like label situations and not being like thinking that like I'm broken because I'm having like, I'm depressed and like, or like seasonal depression and like, or that I'm having like a hard time that like, that doesn't make me broken. That like, that I don't need to label it as that, that it's yeah. just like, yeah, like I'm a human and I'm struggling. Like every single human struggles. Yeah. That's so true. How do you think you were able to find such good friends or such a good like personal support system? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of my, like a lot of my really good friends came from, I mean, all of them have came from like school and that's been really influential for me. Um, but, like, I really feel like, so, it's kind of funny, like, I went to BYU, um, Idaho, before I did my associates, so I got into BYU, and I got into BYU-Idaho, and, like, I didn't know they were any different, I just thought they were, like, the same school, but just, like, different locations, um, my mom, like, almost strangled me when she found out that I turned down BYU and, like, went to Idaho, but anyways, um, 
And I, I like, then I came to BYU and I love it here. Like, I am so happy here. And I was talking to my, like, I was like thinking about, it. I was like, why did I have to go to Idaho? Like, that doesn't make any sense. And I made like three of my like absolute best friends. Like, and I just like felt so strongly that like the reason I went up there was to like make these really good friends yeah. and not because like it had a stellar education and like yeah. a popping social life and tons of things <laughs> to do because Rexburg, Idaho basically has like a McDonald's. So yeah. And a DI. So it wasn't for like the social aspects, but then like going to Jerusalem, I made so many good friends over there. Like, that's huge. So true. Um, can we talk about seasonal depression for a second? Yeah. Love okay. it. Well. Don't love the experience. <laughs> I love to talk about mental health. Okay. I was like, okay. Yeah, I hate it. I'm going to go. Um, what are some things that, like, you do to get out of, like, the seasonal depression, like, rut? Because I feel like even if, like, someone isn't necessarily diagnosed to have seasonal depression, we all... Um, are affected by the weather. Yeah. Like, no matter what, some of it, some of us are obviously affected worse than others. But, like, what are some things that you have done to help you get out of it? Yeah, I think a big thing for me has been, like, definitely just, like, turning to my friends. And I think a lot of the time I'll start to, like, mentally think I'm lonely. And I look at, like, you know, and then I get in this, like, rut of looking at social media while I'm, like, laying on my couch Mm -hmm. and... Then I'm just like, my life is such a hot mess. Like, look at all my perfect friends. And I think that a big thing that I started to doing is, like, I've limited, like, my social media time to five minutes a day on each, like, on Instagram and Facebook. But, like, who uses Facebook anymore? Um, so I use, like, five minutes of Instagram a day. And that's been, like, really, really helpful because I'm not – because, like, social media is not real. Like, honestly, like, I had that realization when I looked at, like, someone – I was showing someone something on my account and, like, I had really been struggling that day and I looked at it and it was like, none of that like was documenting how like I was actually feeling yeah. like none of that was showing that I felt like really lonely at times. And that I was just like, I didn't want to get out of bed and that I honestly just like wanted to lay on my couch and cry for a few days. Like, yeah. And that wasn't shown. And I was like, wow, like this is literally everyone just showing like their best face and no one like is showing what's bad about their life or what they're struggling with. Because like, we've kind of created this society where it's like unacceptable to be not perfect. Yeah. So I think that just like limiting my social media, realizing that other people, like everyone is struggling, um, getting into therapy was a big thing. Um, and then probably just like, I hate cold weather. Like I really, really hate it. Like there's nothing I enjoy about it. Like I don't like snowshoeing. I don't like snowboarding. Like it's just all gross to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think a big thing was just, like, making sure that I at least got out for, like, a five-minute walk on those days. Because, like, at least in Provo, like, at least when it's, like, cloudy like or when it's cold, like, at least the sun is still kind of out sometimes. True. So just, like, making sure I still got some vitamin D was always, like, kind of a little beacon in my life. Yeah. Um, how do you think society can get better at, like, not being so fake? Mm. Or I guess we can't change society, but we can yeah. change ourselves. So how can we be better at it? Yeah. Wow. That's a really loaded question. Um, I think that I am like totally guilty of like being fake and I think everyone is. And I think something I want to work on to not be so fake is definitely like probably like when people, I don't know. It's like, ah, how can I work on not being so fake? Cause I, I think especially in Provo that there's like this whole entire perception that like, for, like, to be a good, you know, 
good, like, student at BYU that you have all A's and, like, everything like that. And, like, I've really – something I've been striving to work on is not, like – I think everyone on campus is always, like, oh, my gosh, like, so you're doing a research project and you're doing – and, like, you need to be, like, having mentored research. And, like, you should have, like, several articles published by the time you graduate and, like, all this stuff and, like, just, like, working on being more real with people and being, like, no, like, I, like, totally dropped bomb and, like, I – like, I've never dropped a class until this semester, and I, like, dropped anatomy happily. Um, and I think that that regard, like, I kind of had to, like, stop caring what other people were thinking of me. But, like, I realized that I was staying in those classes because I cared that people thought that, like, I was weak because I was dropping out of something. Mm-hmm. And, like, what a fake perception to be putting on. Like, I was killing myself. Like, I was so tired all the time. I wasn't enjoying my life. And, like, why did I care so much about, like, what this random person thought in my class, who's not even my friend, what they thought, like, comparative to, like, my own health. Yeah. And that, in a regard, I think that, like, we're really willing to, like, put other people's overall health, like, overall perception of us above Mm -hmm. our own mental health. Yeah. And I think that that's a really, like, disingenuine way to live your life. Yeah. That's so true. BYU is a wonderful place, but it's also hard living in a place where everyone is smart and then all of a sudden you're average. Yeah. And I think that's something that I also want to work on is not caring about like what other people think. I also like read something the other day. I can't even remember what it said, but it just was talking about like, why do we even care like what other people think? Like we need to care more about like what we think of ourselves first. And then like, have, like, I don't know, like, different groups of, like, okay, like, I care, like, what my friends and family think of me because they're, like, my support group, but then I really don't care what a random person in a 500-person class thinks of me. Yeah. And so it's just kind of, like, we have to, like, prioritize our concerns. And, like, we should really care about, like, what God thinks of us. <laughs> yeah. But besides him and ourselves and, like, our parents – and even if we disappoint our parents, like, we just need to be concerned about, like, our own health and happiness. I think something, like, I, I like, love everything you just said. Like, it reminded me of um, President Clark. He was the president of BYU-Idaho when I was up there. Okay. And he, and, like, our, what's that thing you go, freshman orientation. I was like, I don't know um, what you're talking about. He said, like, that you can tell, he's like, if you're wondering where you are in your life, like, you can tell a lot based off of, like, who you care, like, the people that you care about, what they think of you. Uh-huh. Like, who are the people that you actually care about what they think of you? Like, yeah. because, I yeah, and that's something that's, like, always really stuck with me is, like, realizing that, like, I shouldn't care, like, what this random person thinks of me. Like, it really should come back to, like, the crux of it should be, like, well, what does God think of me? And, like, mm-hmm. I love that you said, like, what do I think of myself? Because I think that sometimes we sell ourselves short in thinking that we need mm-hmm. to just go out and, like, please everyone. Yeah. Um, I read this book called Essentialism and highly, highly recommend. Um, listen to the audiobook. He has a British accent. It's pretty hot. Um, and it's, like, loaded with all this information. But just that, like, in our society, especially, I think, like, at BYU, like you were saying, like, at one of my – when I was out interviewing for, like, grad schools, they're so funny because, like, they're just, like, kind of blown away, like, the fact that I served, like, a two-year mission, where, like, BYU, that is, like, if you didn't, people are, like, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah. that's what you're supposed to do. And they were just, like, kind of, like, so, like, blown away by all this stuff, like, that we took that, two years off of school to yeah. do something that we paid for. 
And, like, at BYU, everything I do is so average. Like, I'm such a basic student at BYU. Um, but, like, at every other college, like, you would be, like, an outstanding student because, like, you aren't showing up to class hungover. Yeah. Um, and I think that we sell ourselves short a lot. Like, I do, especially living here. And, like, not that I am i can't wait to get out of BYU, but, like, I'm looking forward to, like, going out into the real world and, like, meeting people who have had different experiences than I have, like, who, you know, like, maybe they didn't take school as seriously as I did. and But, like, seeing that we still ended up in the same place and, like, realizing, like, I remember one of my friends told me her bishop was, like, the pre- is, like the owner of Qualtrics. Um, cool. And on his, like, accounting test, his, like, first accounting test, he got, like, a 7%. Oh, my gosh. Like, I think he really could have done better just, like, guessing. Like, literally A, B, C, D, A, B, C, D. Like, he would have done better. But apparently, like, he just blew it. Um, And realizing that, like, somehow that grades, like, that these things that seem so large in this moment, like, are so inconsequential in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. Um, When you were speaking, it reminded me, and I've done this quite a few times to myself recently. So I've been running more and, like, when you exercise, you wear, like, tight yoga pants, mm-hmm. and you wear, like, athletic shirts, and they, like, tend to be more form-fitting yeah. a lot of times. And so I was running a lot, like, in the indoor track when the weather was freezing, yeah. and you would not run outside. And there was, like, no one really there, and, like, everyone's kind of just running around, and no one really cares about each other because they're just, like, in their own heads. But two days ago, I ran outside, and then today I ran outside. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, I want people to see me, like, running because, like, I'm not the most in-shape person. She's a babe. Stop. <laughs> and it's just like, why am I caring what other people think, like, complete strangers of me when I'm exercising and trying to, like, better myself for myself? But I was caring so much and, like, oh, my gosh, like, like, m- like you can see, like, my chub and stuff, like. You, I was just, like, so self-conscious, and I was like, wait, I ran three miles. Like, I should be more proud that I ran three miles than care about, like, what someone else thinks of me while I'm running those three miles. Yeah. No, I agree. Like, I think that when you, like, say it like that, you're like, wow, that's a ridiculous thought I had. (laughs) But, like, it's totally valid. Like, I think, I think that all the time where, like, I get ready in the morning, and I genuinely, like, go throughout, like, and I'm like, okay, well, like, I need to be dressed nice, like, the love I'm going to campus like what do I care like I swear half the people I run into I don't know and the other people I do run into are like my friends so like I would never care what my friend thought about like how I was dressed yeah but we apparently care what this complete stranger thinks about me because they're wearing Madewell jeans and like everything like that and like I don't know where they can afford that but yeah uh, and honestly I think that there will just be haters in the world even yeah. if we're trying to, like, do the best that we can, there'll be people hating us and trying to tear us down. Mm-hmm. And then when we're, like, having a hard time, people are like, why can't you do better? And, like, there's always going to be people against us, but, like, we need to be for ourselves. Yeah, I think it was Swift that said, um, the haters are going to hate, hate, hate. Is that right? That is, is right. That, is wow. that T. Swift? Yes, T. Swift. Oh, uh, she is. Yeah. Amazing. One of the greats of our time, for sure. She is. Love her. New album coming out soon. Oh, my goodness. We can have a whole podcast episode on Taylor Swift. Yeah. We will not. (laughs) BT does. Our dear friend, Avery Stevenson, who... Oh, my gosh. I love Avery. He is spaz. Um, He literally cannot memorize a single song. He does not have one song memorized. Um, Because it's just, like, white noise to him. This is, like, a random fact. But I was, like, literally, I can sing every single Taylor Swift song. That's, like, a random fact about me. I know every Taylor Swift song. 
Me too. And like every girl should, but like he literally did not even know one. And he's she's like one of his favorite artists, but he doesn't even know one. Wow. I thought that was like the funniest thing I've ever learned because I'm great with music lyrics. Like, that is crazy. If I could memorize facts for school like I do music, I'd be great. Honestly, my roommate was like, Caitlin, you're so good at remembering like little details about people. I'm like, yeah, that's cool and all, but why can't I put that into my physiology class? Literally. Where I can't remember what osmosis is. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. It's so rough. It is. Okay. A few more questions. Yay. Um... How do you pursue happiness each day? Um, I guess, how do you try to pursue happiness each day? Yeah. My, like, my mom made this, like, has got me this really cute sign. Um, and it said, like, take time to do what makes your, take time to do what makes your soul happy. And I love that. Like, and I realized that I, like, had this point in my life where I was making a checklist on, like, making sure that I did these certain things every day. But now it's, like, kind of just, like, integrated. But that I make sure that I take time to, like, see one of my friends every single day because I think that that's something that brings me a lot of joy and kind of grounds me back down to like reality mm-hmm. it's like just like even like last night I went to Donald King's and like got tacos with like my friend and like we hung out for like 45 minutes but just like that mental break of like having someone and having like a deep connection yeah is like a super vital part mm-hmm. so it's also a part of blue zones nice I just love <laughs> that because that's so simple yeah it's nothing super complicated I think that's like I think that's genuinely like having an, a connection with people because I think with social media, like going back to that, like we get super disconnected from it's not reality. Social. I know it's not. That's really funny. I never do social media. I mean, sometimes like there's like these weird moments where you're hanging out with your friends and you're like all on social media when you could actually just be being social. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Um, who or what inspires you in your life and why? Um, Obama inspires me. Um, I really love him. He's framed. Isn't he cute? Um, and I'm trying to think of who inspires me. There's a lot of people that inspire me. I think there is, there's, I think that like the people that really genuinely inspire me though are like the people that like are just like my friends. Yeah. Like I know it sounds like so tacky. Um, and like I say this like a thousand times, but like I am seriously constantly amazed by my friends. Like my friends are doing incredible things in their lives. And they're just like things I'm like in awe of. Like I have friends who are like running out, like rolling out like maternal health programs in like Ghana, which is amazing. And like I have friends like going to Kenya and doing maternal health there and friends like in China learning like Chinese and I just have, like, these friends, and then I have, like, friends in Provo that are, like, doing nonprofit work. Like, like I remember you when, like, Kaylin did this, like, really amazing thing where they made out these kits for the homeless. And, like, just, like, that really inspires me. Like, these people that are getting outside of themselves and, like, getting out there and, like, pushing themselves to learn things that are being thoughtful of others, like, that genuinely inspires me. I love that. And I think that's kind of a big reason why I wanted to make this podcast is because I'm like, I have so many amazing people in my life that inspire me each and every day to just be like a better person. And I think Jerusalem is really what like started it. I was like, wow, I have met so many amazing people that I never knew about before, but they have changed my life forever. And so I think it's really cool to be able to be proud of your friends. Yeah. My friends are so fetching cool. 
can't even. Sometimes I like think to myself, I need to get like lamer friends. <laughs> I always like tell my really so you're rich the cool friend. one. Yeah, I'm like seriously, like I'm doing nothing with my life compared to these people. But no, I don't want, I don't want lamer friends. They're the best. <laughs> and then lastly, do you just have any like last words of advice or anything else that you want to say? Oh, want to sing us a Taylor Swift song? A T Swift song? Ooh, that is a tempting thought. Um. I don't know. I think like as summer is like coming out, like my biggest thing I'm really working on is I saw this like thing on Instagram, of course. Um, and I really loved it. It like made out like a summer, a summer list of like things that you want to do. This like lady makes these like cute printable things that like your family can hang up in their house for you to do that summer to like make sure you do all these fun things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's something like I started doing for this summer. And I think that it's been something that's like, almost giving me like a guidelines to like plan out my life by Mm -hmm. to like make sure I'm out there doing fun things. Cause I think sometimes it's like easy when it's like, there's always an excuse to not do something, Mm -hmm. but that like, we should always just like be getting outside of ourselves and like going and trying new things. Cause I think that that adds so much more value to your life. Um, so yeah, I was, uh, I was talking, elder Christensen came to my stake this weekend and like his son, they were always driving by Disneyland and he's like, dad, can we go? And he goes, oh yeah, someday. And like, he kept on saying that. And finally like, the kid like jumped in his bed that morning and he's like, dad, someday is today. And like made him go to Disneyland that day. But I think that we like kind of need that jolt of reality of like being like, okay, like I'm not going to do this someday. Like I'm going to do this today. Yeah. And that when we like put our, like do that, like that I think that that's like a really fulfilling aspect of mm-hmm. our lives. Um, and also that everyone needs to read. I'm a big proponent of reading, so oh. everyone should go read a new book this yes. summer. Like, not just one. Like, multiple. Multiple. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Well, thank you so much for letting me come into your home and interview yes. you. I just adore you. You're too kind. Love you. Okay. Bye, everyone. Bye. I hope you all enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it and being able to sit down in Madison's house and just feel of her love and everything. And if you liked what you heard... Feel free to follow me on Instagram at choosinghappiness.podcast. Um, subscribe to the channel on iTunes Podcast. Give it a rating, a review, share it with your friends. Anything to just get the message out there that we can all choose happiness despite the trials in our lives and despite the changes that may occur. And, and that's okay. And this is just kind of the message that I want to get out there. And I hope you have a wonderful week. See you all next week. Bye.